comes louder. He's one on one with Hemsley, and Hemsley blocks it. Mitchell spins on Childs and one. Cal up top. Shepard. Shepard was asking for it for three. And he popped it deep. He was banging. Well, Watson and a foul. This is a clinic. This is Aztec basketball. What is up, Aztec fans? Welcome to the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. Uh, my name is Trone. I'll be your host. And today I am joined by Mike from Aztec Hoops Nation. Mike, why don't you say what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me on today. I, I can't wait. So uh, today, for one, I'm super excited to have Mike on because he's been doing this for a long time. And Mike, you're you're just... I feel like you're one of the, the, like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like the mainstays in Aztec's Twitter. So I'm very grateful to have you on here. Thank you. Like I said, I'm really glad to be here. Um, I, I love talking Aztec hoops. So exciting to talk to you, you know, Aztec breakdown. Here Absolutely. we go. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, on top of that, the reason why I have Mike is because today we're going to be talking about uh, the state of the recruiting at San Diego state and how the 2020 class is looking, maybe um, how any, any prospects to look out for in the future, anything like that. So while we're here, let's just uh, jump into it. Mike, do you have any uh, first impressions on, on this 2020 class? Well, the 2020 class right now, it, it's, it's shaping up really well. Obviously we got a point guard, we got a shooting guard, we got our, our wing player, um, with one scholarship left, we just need a big man to round this up. But right now, what we got, I'm, I'm loving it. I love these guys that we got, and they, they um, especially you know Lamont Butler. It seems like they're really excited to be Aztecs, and I know they're they they look ready to take the floor. So I'm excited with the group as a whole. Um, it can get it can get better. I just see how we fill up that last scholarship. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 super excited too. Let's try and uh go into into each player a little bit and uh go into what you've seen either on either on YouTube highlights or I know uh Lamont Butler, you've seen a lot in person. You've been tweeting about it. So let's let's start with him. What do you what do you see from him? What are you excited about? What are the skills he brings to the table? Okay, so Lamont Butler was one of those guys that I really really wanted for this class. I didn't think we were going to get him cuz they had some big schools after him, but um, he's a true point guard. And, I, you know, I feel like we haven't had that in a while. We've had guys who are combo guards and who can play the point, but he is a true point guard. Like he is the guy who's going to facilitate the offense. He's going to find his teammates. He's going to get everybody involved. He can play off the pick and roll. He can, he can uh, you know, come off screens and, and make a shot. Um, to me, I, I, I know this is big praise, but to me he reminds me, of DJ Gay when he came in, you know, like a guy that's going to be a floor general. So uh, as you said, I, I've, I've seen him uh, a couple times. Um, he was here in San Diego a couple weeks ago, and his team's not very tall, and, but they went 4-0 against some, against some real height, and he, you know, he did a little bit of everything, but mostly that passing, that, that getting everybody involved, and, and, and he is quite athletic. Um, he, he can take his – he's strong. He's very strong, and he can take his defenders – uh, and score through traffic above the rim. Um, he, he can do a little bit of everything. You know, I'm not saying he's not great at anything except maybe passing as an elite, elite level passer, but 
he he can do everything very well. That's that's awesome. I love how you said he's a uh, he's a true point because you know thinking back just to recent years, like we had Devin Watson who was great, but like you said, more of a combo guard, and like Trey Kell who was also great, but more of a combo guard. So I think it'll be nice to have to have that true point definitely. Yeah, and I mean, um, just thinking about his game, uh, and it's it's. I thought I was talking to somebody before uh, that I met at the event, and I don't know if you remember there was there was times when you know we couldn't get that pick and roll down, or we couldn't um, you know we had to we we couldn't get our offense going, and I think with Lamont on board we're not going to have that problem. Like he is um, the catalyst of the offense. He he's like a conductor. He's going to move the pieces around and and get everybody you know on the on the same note. Which is which is so important for this Aztecs team as long as as long as their current coaches are in place because they're all defensive minded guys and so you yeah. know the defense is going to come around eventually and just historically I mean as 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 everybody knows it's always been the offense that has been the struggle so having a guy who can do that is going to be awesome and I know one thing I've noticed whether it's been in interviews or just things I've read he also seems uh, like he has a lot of leadership potential and that's one of those things that's really hard to measure. I don't know if that's, if you know, if that's something you've seen on the court at his high school or anything, but I'm super excited about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing that really stood out to me is is how vocal he is. Um, He's, he seems like a very quiet guy. Um, I I haven't spoken to him personally, um, but you know, on the court, he was very, you know, very vocal running the defense with his teammates kind of always talking. And that's always important because it's so hard for, for, for some players to be vocal, but on the court, he, he, like I said, he's like the conductor, the maestro, he's moving all the pieces around and, and, and being, you know, um, definitely you can tell he was the leader that was, you know, um, just facilitating the offense. So that, that was something that stood out when I saw him, uh, his constant talking to his teammates and, and just being that vocal leader on the court. Man. Yeah. That communication is so important. I also, uh, you know, I only remember reading it or hearing it maybe in, in one place. So it, I, I don't know exactly how sure it is. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard the same thing. Uh, the other two guys that we've gotten, I'm pretty sure they both said that having Lamont Butler come was a big reason why they decided to choose San Diego State, which is, is also huge. If you have your guys doing your recruiting for you, that's, that's big time. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, you you saw it with him coming down to visit with Shea over at the zoo, uh, you, you, you hear, I believe it was the, that podcast that was with the three recruits, uh, that, um, that was mentioned that. Yeah, I think you know, so. He, I think it's probably it. Yeah. He really has, uh, he really, it, it's a, like for a score, it's, it's a big thing to be able to play with, like, with to know that you're going to play with a guy who's in a, who's number one focus to get you the ball, you know? And, and that's always nice because, um, again, that, that means that you're going to have someone who's, who's going to do who's going to who's going to do what's best for you offensively and is not going to you don't have to worry about the ball you know sticking to anybody's hands so uh, yeah, i yeah i remember hearing that as well and like i said he i know he uh is very he shows a lot of love to the astics uh like i said he was there for the visit he he's constantly you know uh talking to guys like i, I know on instagram he's liking he he's liking guys posts and 
uh, different recruits. I know when um, Keith Dinwiddie committed, he was, you know, he's like, he, he sent a message on Instagram post on his Instagram post, his commitment. And, uh, you know, I know the same thing with Shay. He, he, he congratulated him, told him he can't get ready. He's ready to get to work with him. So, you know, he's just doing all the right things. And, and I, I really feel like Aztec fans should show this kid a lot of love because he, he really truly seems to love to be San Diego State Aztec. Awesome. Well, I, you know, I wish I could remember the name of that podcast, but maybe I can put it in the description or something to give whatever the podcast that was a shout out. Cause I yeah. think that was a good listen. I think you're right. I think that's where it came from. Uh, I mean, let's move on. Let's do a uh, Keith Dinwiddie next. I, uh, I know there was like a video on Twitter that I saw and I was, it was just a highlight video, which is always dangerous to get too hype about, but I was watching, I was like, man, this kid is a problem. Uh, what, what have you seen from him? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I know you kind of mentioned it when he committed, like his commitment moved very fast. Um, you know, they, he was mentioned like in June and then come what September, he was already committed. So it moves really fast, but he's a shooter and a scorer. And I, I think that's not, it's not a guy we've had in a while. Like we, the athletes tend to like athletes, players who, who have versatility, but aren't necessarily, you know, a bucket getter, a guy that's, that's dependent on a score, but he can do that and he can score in bunches. Um, I was talking to, um, to Aaron Burgeon, uh, full-time hoops, who, who covers a lot of basketball here for prep hoops in, in Southern California, both San Diego and LA. And he told me, you know, when this guy is on, he, he shoots like crazy. He can't miss. And, and, and he was at the battle of LA versus the Bay. I think he scored 25 points. There was another big event. He scored like near 40. I mean, he just, when he's on, he, he's, you know, a guy that scores a lot. And, and it's very rare for us because I'm doing um, player previews for the upcoming season. I'm looking back at these, of our recruits, high school scoring. He, he's up there, like, is one of the highest scoring guys in, in some time. So he's going to be, you know, our, our combo guard that, again, kind of like, uh, like other guards we've had, can fill in in a pinch and play the point guard position. But really, he's best off the ball and just, like I said, shooting. I mean, his shooting is good at all three levels. So very, very excited in that. It's a different type of recruit that we haven't had. I know a lot of people have wanted that kind of player. So we'll see how it works out. But I, I think it's going to work out really well for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I've definitely seen a lot of that on, like, Facebook and Twitter, too, like asking for for different types of players. And it's it's, you know – hard to change up your, your, your scheme when you're recruiting and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm definitely excited for this kid. Just watching some of the highlight videos, like he's electric. And yeah. His footwork. No. That's what impressed me the most actually. Now that I think about it was his footwork on like step backs and just pull-ups and all that stuff. His footwork was, was on point from what I saw. So I'm super excited. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I felt like his, his release also was really quick. Cause again, with the step back, he'd step back and, and, and get that shot off really because he's not that tall. He's only about 6'1", 6'2", uh, so not extremely tall for a two-guard, uh, which could be, you know, a bit concerning. But uh, it's the same height as Ma- Lamont Butler, but Lamont Butler is very strong. Um, and if and if Ken- Keith Dinwiddie can be, you know, strong-bodied coming into college, then, then he should have no problem surviving at San Diego State. And he should have – he should have like a year too, right? Because – in 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 these guys freshman year, the Malachi Flynn will still be there, 
and Trey Pulliam will still be there. So they, I mean, they'll probably get minutes as freshmen, but they won't need to be the guy. So he'll have a little bit of time to, to get stronger and do all that stuff. Yeah. And that, that's the part to, to remember is when they come in as freshmen, we start gonna ha- we're still going to have Malachi Flynn, Trey Pulliam, Jordan Shackle. Uh, Shackle. Uh, so, you know, they still have a year to learn, but, um, you know, after that, it, it's going to be showtime for those guys. Well, awesome. Let's move on to uh, probably the biggest name, the star of the class so far, Shea Evans. What have you seen from him? All right, so Shea, so you have to dig into the vault, and I'm sure you have because you're, you know, you're the master of the video. Uh, but he, he is, I mean, unreal. Um, I, I know, you know, we, I've I've talked to a lot of people, and we talk about his big drop in 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 the rankings because of the injury. But pre-injury, I mean, this this kid is doing some things that were amazing. I don't. There was a recent video where he, uh, a throwback video where he dunked on some guy, and just the athleticism to get as high as he did was amazing. But forget the athleticism; he's long on defense. He's a great shooter at all three levels. Um, he like he really truly, I, I truly believe he is a top seventy-five kid, maybe top fifty. He he was he was electric back in high school, and uh, you know. Obviously, coming into this year is going to be some rust with him missing so much time. But once once he gets back to full strength and is playing like he used to be, you'll I think ASIC fans will see why this kid was so highly recruited and what how much of a steal he is for San Diego State. Um, because if he wasn't help, if he was healthy this whole time, I, I don't know, it would have been a lot harder to get to pull this kid to the Mesa than than uh, than it was. I mean, it was still difficult, but I mean, his recruitment could have gone at a national level. Yeah, he might be one of these uh, these low risk, high reward type of type of guys here. I uh, I know when I've watched, I haven't you know dug into any like full games on him because of those injury concerns. Um, I figured I'd wait until his senior year was over, and then I could I could dig into actual games. I know the one thing that did concern me. Um, not that much because it's not as big of a deal as most people make it out to be. But I haven't seen any highlights of him dunking or or hitting a layup with his left hand okay um i mean offhand finishing especially at the college level i think is a little bit overrated but it's one of those things that's really nice to have but i mean that being said he's hit some crazy like like uh reverse finishes and stuff like that with his right hand so i'm not you know it's not super concerning and i i try not to uh you know buy into anything too much off of a highlight tape but that would be the one thing i would look for right and and um, this coming, um, this coming year in the senior year, he's going to be at a couple of big events. I know he's going to be at Hoop Hall with his team and a couple others. So, uh, I, I know there'll be at least on via stream, you can catch him, or I believe they'll even be on ESPN plus on one of those games or ESPN three or something. So that'd be a good opportunity to see the game, uh, firsthand. So I know it's going to be till I, I believe December till he's back till those tournaments come, but it'll be again, a good chance to see him and, and get a full, a better idea because those tournaments are packed with top teams in the nation. So we'll be playing against some good competition. Definitely, that'll be that'll be really nice. I, 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 you know, I didn't know about those things, but that'll be really nice to see to see him play against some of the best players. I think you know what it, it was probably that same podcast that had all all three players on it. But he was talking about like how he goes up against these top players and he feels like he's playing really well. And so he has that confidence about him. And so, you know, if he feels that it's probably, 
you know, it's a good sign that that he'll be able to carry that over as his health comes back yeah. and be a great player for San Diego State. And and, and I'm, I'm, my apologies, but I love I love to look things up. So the podcast is Shuz Shuz Views. Uh, so just you know, in case people want to go find out what we're talking about and you haven't seen it, uh, all three Aztec recruits are there, and uh, you know you can check it out and hear what we're talking, kind of know what we're talking about by by listening to the podcast. It was a, it was a good listen. Absolutely, it was it was a great episode, yeah. and I mean, no apologies needed. That's that's I couldn't look it up because my my computer is no. from like 2011. It's a dinosaur, so it's super slow. But no thank you very much for that. Yeah. Of course. Um, I know he's not in the in the 2020 class, but just because we haven't seen him yet, do you want to talk about a uh, Keyshad? Sure, Keyshad Johnson. Keyshad Johnson. So. Obviously, we all know about his athleticism. We know he's a super athlete, high flyer, um, you know, good good rebounder. So obviously, he was over at the the Swish League, which I, I caught him a couple like three or four times, I believe. And so, you know, at, and those kind of events, he was playing more on the wing. Um, he wasn't really playing down low. Um, but uh, the one thing that I that really stood out to me is how he uses that athleticism both on offense and defense. Um, You know, he's able to get to the rim because he's so long. His steps are so big. Um, And when he – so he's able to get to the rim for layups or easy baskets. His his, uh, rebounding is so good because he gets off the the floor so quickly. He can miss the shot and jump right back up before the defender who never jumped gets up there. So – that was really impressive in that these little things that you don't notice, uh, you really don't think about them until you realize, wow, his athleticism made him do that. On defense, if he gets beat, uh, because of his length and his quickness, he can recover very well. Um, there was a couple times where he got beat by a smaller player or you know, just, just was out of position. He made that up just with his, his length and quickness for a block or just to, 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 to block um, – to get in front of the defender so they wouldn't shoot. So those are just um, things that I noticed. His shooting, uh, when I saw, was hit or miss depending on the day. But, um, you know, things like that with repetition and practice will come. But, you know, he – like to me, just seeing just seeing what that athleticism actually means on the court was eye-opening. That's that's really cool. I I mean I sadly wasn't able to watch any of the Swish League, and I think the games are still online, so I can probably go watch one that's that's archived. Uh, the only game I've been able to see of of Keyshad was was a high school game, and it it kind of looked like maybe the competition wasn't you know it wasn't enough to keep him engaged. Um, and and I mean I still saw a lot of a lot of good things. Um, but it just, you know, it looked kind of like his, his motor wasn't all the way up. And I got the impression that it was because of the level of competition he was playing. Right. And so, you know, it sounds like at the Swish league, that wasn't, that wasn't a problem. So that's really nice to hear. I've been wondering how he's going to fit in this season. Um, you know, from what I had seen and stuff, it seemed like he would be a, be an end of the bench type player, especially with all the, the seniors and transfers and stuff coming in. Um, but definitely a player I'm excited for two or three years down the road. Yeah, I mean, there might be a possibility he plays early on with Agueca Rupp, probably, you know, nursing injury, 
Uh, Nathan Menson, yep, a yeah. lot of injuries going on in the rain, got an injury as well. Um, so he might play early um, and then come out late. But I mean, to me, his biggest contribution has to be rebounding. Um, I, I mean, and defense. Like if he can just do those two things and do them well, uh, we don't need him to be a big scorer. Uh, we don't need him to play, you know, 25 minutes a game. We just need him to get in there, play good defense, use his height, his length, and you know, just just make a difference doing the little things. Because, like I said, especially early on, um, we we may be really shorthanded. So that's his opportunity, and hopefully he can do that. But like I said, like you said, his development in the future uh, bodes well for him, and, and it could be um, he could definitely play like he he's a he he plays the wing like in in bigger tournaments, but. He could play the four and, and be like a stretch four kind of guy where he pulls the defender out and, and blows by him. It's very quick. Um, I, I feel like I, I don't want to say – I don't want to compare him like directly to this, but kind of like the way Zylan Cheatham was with that quick first step. Um, he has that ability. I just think he needs a little bit more refinement on when to use it. And, and if he does that, he could be very lethal on the offensive, on the offensive uh, side of the ball. Man, you're on it with these uh with these great comparisons here. I'm about it. Um cool. So I mean that's you know, Keyshot was basically the 2019 class. Um because we're not really going over like transfers or anything right now. Maybe at a maybe at another time, but the season's about to start, so probably not. Um you mentioned earlier that the Aztecs could use another another big man to round this class out. Are, are they like going after anyone specifically that you know of? Is there anybody that you would like to see them get anything like that? Yeah. So they, the, the main target, the prior target, target number one, two, three, four, and five is Ebenezer Dewan. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've, after watching this kid's highlight videos, um, I love this kid. Like, uh, and again, just another comparison uh, to me, it's like Nathan Mensa light. Uh, if you know, if you know, follow me long enough, you know that I followed the Mensas everywhere. Um, you know, they came to San Diego. I, I was in San Juan sometimes. Uh, so I really follow those kids, and, and I see a lot of Nathan Mensa and Ebenezer Dewana. Uh He is super athletic. You watch his mixtape; it's mostly dunks and 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 tip in layup. So he plays like within the paint. You're not gonna see him out there shooting threes. Uh, you, you're not going to see him, you know, hitting fadeaway jumpers. He, he's placed pretty much strictly back to the basket, right by the basket, um, you know, doing the dirty work. But the impressive part is he's fast down the court. He is an amazing, uh, I, I'd almost say elite level defender. I mean, he, he, he blocks shots with, um, you know, with force. Like he, he, he'll take on a dunk and, and, and block it. He, he, you know, uh, rotates to block shots he 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 catches up guys when he's a trailer to like to do blocks and, and just this really is a force in the paint the rebounding as well rebounds high above his head hardly ever brings the ball down when he does he's very strong with it so little things like that that make me think uh those kind of things translate to college no matter uh, where you play and 
he just on defense alone, I would expect him to be ranked so much higher. So that just kind of gives me a little worry that his offense isn't there yet. But like I said, you have Nathan Mensa, uh, you have Joel Mensa, you have some guys in front of him that can give him some time to develop, and he could really just become, in my opinion, uh, another Nathan Mensa type guy. Well, I mean, yeah, and getting a big would really would really round this class out. I've been a. Uh... I've been, I don't think I've ever posted on Twitter or anything. I've been kind of quietly concerned um, about the wing depth going into the future. Cause right now I feel like Matt Mitchell is the only true wing, you know, Jordan Shackle can fill it, but he seems more like a guard to me. You got a rope, but he seems more like a, like a power forward. And then there's Keyshawn, but you, you know, I, I really hope those wing skills can develop, especially this season. Um, but I'm just I'm just unsure, so I'm really excited to get Shea. Um, getting a big man would round out this class. I I've been going back and forth though of whether I would prefer like a big man or another another skilled wing on the perimeter. But I think I think I mean especially from the way you've described it, getting another guy like Nathan Mensa. I described a couple episodes ago how important he is to this team. So getting another guy like that and having just a tower guarding the hoop for 40 minutes a game would be would be awesome yeah and and i and i totally get your concern and so we have also offered monty bowser uh randall monty bowser from um i know he's from from north cal uh i can't remember the school exactly but i want to say fish fish no i don't know where it's school but so he'd be another wing option uh you know but i'm sure you've heard this adage like tall tall big men don't grow on trees so when you can get one, yeah. when you can get one like him, you gotta do it when you can. Uh, there's 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 a, there's another prospect I like in 2021. If you miss out on Dewona, uh, then like I said, you could get the wing now and then get hopefully get this other guy in 2021. But uh, again, of course, in recruiting, nothing's ever assured and things change very very quickly. So you gotta just kind of take it when you can. And if we can get Dewona, you know, you can get a wing in the next class because you'll find a lot more guys that can play the wing than you can that will play the five. Definitely. I love that you said that. I was actually, uh, <laughs> this is this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I was somebody DM'd me about uh, Keith Dinwiddie and asked, asked me my thoughts. And so I looked up a, you know, a couple highlight videos real quick because I think it was that day that he committed. And I think you, you were probably the first one to, to say it or, or shortly after. I think I saw it from you at least. Um, but somebody DM me about, about my thoughts and I, I DM'd him back and, uh, he was like, man, I kind of wish that they had held off that way. They could have tried to get, uh, Noah, Noah Tates mm-hmm. or, or Tights. I don't know how to yeah, spell Tates. his name or, or say yeah. his name. Um, but, but I, and that was my response was that, you know, if, if you're the coaches, you, you can't be like, you know what, Keith, I appreciate that you're committing here, but we're going to wait off for this other guy we think is better because then, you know, if Noah ends up not coming, you just pushed away Keith too. And now you have nobody. Yeah. Um, so I love that you said, you just got to, you, you take who you yeah, get. I mean, and we, and we did that before, I think before, especially when coach Fisher's here, we, you know, coach Fisher and coach Dutcher are both very loyal. You know, they won't really, you know, push a guy and say, we don't want you. But I think, you know, before our recruiting strategy was like, look, we, we want you. We're only recruiting you. And we sometimes we missed. And we had backup plans that went elsewhere because they couldn't wait. 
You know, I, I know that for a fact that's yeah. happened many, many times. So uh, you got to, like, I said, like you said, we got to take who you can when you can. And, you know, Noah Tate's, um, yeah, we were making up really great ground, but for as far as long as I've heard, he's, he's been uh, pretty pretty set on heading to Stanford. So, you know, they're the leader in his recruitment. So that's, you know, you don't want to wait for him to commit to Stanford and then keep doing when he went elsewhere. So like you said, like, I, like we both said, you got to take him when you can. Definitely. Do you, uh, so I know you have that, uh, you're, you're recruiting your probability index, I yeah. think it's called on your website. Where is, where is the so one? The one is about 30%. Um, uh, I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know anybody or anyone in his recruitment. East coast guys are kind of hard for me to find info on. Um, but you know, sure. he's, uh, I know rivals has like a future cast kind of like the two, four, seven crystal ball. And they got, Five guys think he's going to South Florida. Um, you know, I know like, we've you've probably read too that Dutcher has made a couple of visits over there to see him after his official. Um, I, I, we're working hard on him. I think the best fit for him would be here. Just the time to to develop the time the the players he fit the defensive system where de- we value defense very much. And but ultimately, you know, they're high school kids. Uh, getting kids from the East Coast is really difficult. It's a different type of game, and and they feel comfortable, you know, around their surroundings. But um, I, again, thirty percent only that. I feel like we've put in a lot of work. We've made up a lot of ground with him. Uh, his his recruitment's strange because some schools talk to him, but um, when you talk to a player, kind of like a side note, it's really what you ask. Like a lot of articles didn't even mention his visit to us. Even or that we're really on him, so so he's not divulging anything that's extra. It's kind of just answering what's asked and moving on. So again, it's really just tough to call. But uh, I think just on the effort, I have us at thirty percent. You know, we it's a good fit for me. It seemed like a great fit, and we put a lot of resources and effort on trying to get him. That's what I got. But anything under fifty percent. Um, I, I don't think we're the favorite. So I, again, South Florida sounds like where he's looking at right now based on rivals. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, even, even without Dewona, the, uh, the class, I think I was on, I was on two, four, seven. I think that's, that's the side yeah. I normally go to. Uh, two four seven sports, and I was looking at the class, and I, it, it was a couple days ago, so maybe now it's it's dropped a couple spots. But the Aztecs had the twenty seventh uh, ranked class yeah. overall, and I think it was the second best class in the Mountain West. Um, so I mean, those those are both things that that bode well. I'm a firm believer that talent is the biggest determining factor in whether you win basketball games or not. So. You know, if you have a top 27 class, it, it bodes you well to be a top, you know, 30 or 40 team into the future. Um, uh, along those notes, though, I know the last time I can remember having a class this high was, I don't like 2014 or 13, I think it was. It was the class with yeah. Trey Kell, Malik Pope, Zylan Cheatham, and uh, uh, yeah. Kevin Zabo. And in that class... Um, you know, it had a lot of talent. It ended up in a lot of ways, I think, to a lot of Aztec fans, 
being a little bit of, of a disappointment. And I think that's, you know, partially because half the class transferred within, within the first two years, which was, which was unfortunate, but, you know, understandable. Would you, in your opinion, I mean, I know it's early, obviously I'm not going to hold you to this, but in your opinion, where would you rank this class? Like would this class, do you think could be better than that class? Do you think it'll be about par? Do you think think, it'll be worse? I think long-term, I think it, you know, obviously it's an incomplete class, but I think it could be comparable to that one. Um, you know, you lose Zabu after the first year where you lost your point guard, um, you know, and and yeah. I feel like, you know, uh, Lamont uh, probably offers more at that point guard position than he did at that time. Uh, but, you know, again, a lot of it depends on uh, Jay Evans' health or he could be like the like we talked about the diamond or the jewel in this class. So there, there's it's a good construction so far. I like you know getting the the one, the two, the three filled up, and then just adding a big man. So it it could be comparable to that class. That class was highly ranked. I mean, Malik Pope was a five star. Zion Cheatham was a was a top hundred recruit. Yeah. Uh, Trey Kell was a four star, just outside the top hundred. So that was a big time class. Um, so on stars and rankings, it doesn't compare, but on talent, I think it can. Um, you know, Lamont Butler's, I feel underrated because he's not a scorer. Um, you know, and then Keith Witty doesn't play on any of the shoe circuits. You know, he plays for Belmont Shore, which, you know, doesn't play on any shoe circuits. So he's kind of overlooked. And obviously Evans with the injuries. I feel like all three of those guys are overlooked for some reason or another. And that's why we're able to get in there and pull these guys and develop them. And, and, you know, build a good team with some very good players. Definitely. I mean, it sounds like I, I wasn't aware of that with, with, uh, with Keith Dinwiddie, that he's not on any shoe circuits or anything. So hopefully that means he's pretty underranked too. Um, I mean, that being said though, all three of these players that have, that have committed so far are according to, to 247 sports, they're, they're top 20 Aztec recruits. Um, that does come with the caveat that two four seven doesn't track transfers, so it's only you know high school players that they get. Um, but still, yeah, I think it's shaping up to be a good class. I think I'm with you that it's you know it's kind of early to determine, and and maybe you know definitely not in terms of the rankings, it's not as good as that class. But maybe in terms of impact, especially if just the players stay. I mean, it sounds like Shea's planning on leaving after a couple of years, but even just Lamont and Keith staying could help uh could help out with that impact instead of having a couple people transfer out yeah i mean having i feel like lamont butler is a kid that is going to be your leader for all four years or however your how many years he's starting so having him here and having him develop and having him play with keith for so many for so long will be a good chemistry thing as in two years when malachi flynn's gone they begin to take over um, and, and, and it'll be like almost like a new era, but they, they will be very important to, to the team. And again, I feel like, you know, DJ gay was what, a, a two star or no star recruit and his importance went beyond numbers. But as he was a senior, he was, I believe all conference player. So that's, that's the kind of players that you need guys that develop into those roles. Yeah, I was just, I was, a. Uh... I had I had forgotten this, but I was just reading um, about DJ Gay for for another piece I've been working on, and 
there was a time where uh, where Steve Fisher said DJ Gay was the most important player on the team, and that was a team that had that had Kawhi Leonard as a future lottery pick on it. So I mean, yeah, as I, you know, I don't remember either if he was a two star recruit or, or no star or whatever, but yeah, that was a uh, that was huge. That's uh, I mean, I think that's all I got, man. Do you have any closing thoughts, or do you have anything uh, you want to plug your your no, Twitter, just, your website, just, any of that you know, stuff? Um, Overall, like I said, recruiting, it, it's just to kind of bring it up, like I have, you know, my website has the, um, the commitment, it's called the Commitment Probability Index. And it really is just my my gathering information um, from from sources that I hear and, and kind of just putting, an, you know, a, a number to give you an idea how, how confident I am a guy's going to recruit. And, you know, in recruiting, one thing I've learned is things change very, very quickly. Uh, I can't imagine to tell you. So, you know, with a guy like Dewona, like we could be out of it one minute, we could be in the next. You just never know. These are kids making a big decision. And, you know, there's beyond this class, like you, like we talked about, you want a wing and like I said, we can get Dewona now, we take him now. But they're still 2021 and, and the Aztecs are, are making inroads. And, and, and this season is going to be really important with uh, the cl- the group that we have now because – the biggest thing to sell your program is winning. And uh, we have some really good players starting with Malachi Flynn. And uh, I know you touched upon him in your last article, but and the, you brought up the numbers that go with him, which are eye-popping. Uh, so getting some wins here uh, is going to be really important. And just building the building the program to, to the heights that it's been before will be what, what matters most. So um, every, you know, every kid's different, but you know, some depending on what they're looking for in a school, but San Diego State offers something really, really special. And it's not, you know, a Power Six conference or it's not um, the Pac-12, but it's a it's a good team that plays good, you know, against a good competition. And you know, if we can just win, you know, things will just continue to get better. And the class that we're bringing in next year is is you know a a better, I believe, a, a bigger jump than. Than previous classes, obviously comparing Kashad, one player to three guys who I really, really like, uh, to me shows that we're moving the recruiting in a in in a better, although different direction. Definitely, man. Definitely, I'm I'm actually really glad you 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 brought that up because I was kind of low key worried that that uh, Kishad was the only player we got, and that's not a reflection on on him at all it's just you know you're used to getting two or three guys every year and i mean i mean they made up for it in transfers so it's not the end of the world but i was like man what is what is the state of aztecs recruiting in especially after the year before they had to go international for i think all four players which also isn't inherently a bad thing but it's like man like the can't you get some san diego players too like it's san diego state you're the you're the premier school in the region. Why yeah. is everybody leaving? Why do you, why are you forced to go international? If, if you want to go international, it's fine, but don't be forced to do it. But um, yeah, no. So definitely, like you said, getting back to winning and, and I'm on record that the Aztecs are going to make the, the tournament this year. So hopefully they don't make me no, look like I, a fool. I, I'll, um, I'll, I definitely agree with you. Um, like I said, you, you sold me on Malachi Flynn. You brought up synergy numbers, all, all that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Flynn. I'm all in on Flynn. Actually, we should get some bumper stickers to say all in on Flynn. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I, 
I so so little background story. I um I don't have any like sources with with the team or anything, but it was right about the time I was starting as Tech Breakdown. I I know a guy. Um, I wouldn't call him a friend, but he was definitely a guy I, I looked up to in my profession and everything. And um, he he used to to work with San Diego State like a long, long time ago, but he's still a big time basketball fan. And uh, I think it was the day Flynn committed. Like I told him about it and and he just he just looked at me and he was like, that's the best player on the team right there. Like that was his first response, which was really cool. Cause yeah. I had already been thinking that. And so like getting that, that affirmation, I was like, Oh yeah. man, like dude, Flynn. No, I, I, and I mentioned the last podcast. I mean, him and the four, the four freshmen almost being the starters. I, that should just tell you, think about that. Yeah. Think about who the four freshmen were that year and who were the starters. That, that should tell you how good this guy is that they, what lost by one point that, that should tell you. Yeah, on like a last second shot, yeah. I think was the story. That's that's a it's a it's a Mark Ziegler story, so it's it's yeah. back in the archives. But yeah, yeah, I think it was the last second yeah, shot. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it, it's good. But I, I appreciate so, you letting me on here and talk recruiting. Uh, it's something I love, and you know, if, if anyone on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, we're on all of those. If you want to talk to me, ask the hoops. Just just send me a message, send me a DM. Um, for the most part, I'll answer anything I can. Uh, some stuff I keep to myself because, you know, what uh, the whole world doesn't need to know what the Aztec coach, you know, or what our coaches are thinking. Not that the coach is not going to tell me or anything, but, you know, like I don't need to, like, we don't need to share every single thing that's out there. Um, but, you know, it, if you want to, yeah. like people like say that people have told me like, I don't get how you get your number for your, for your CPI. Well, I just told you like, it's really, I don't just make it up. It's, it's based on what I read, what I hear. And so you can always ask me about that. I'll talk about it and I'll tell you what I can. Um, but I said, I, cause I just love talking Aztec hoops. That's really my thing. And recruiting is my thing. I love it. It's fun. Um, I coach little kids. So I love, you know, basketball at a smaller level. And that's why I love doing this. So again, reach out to me, Aztec Hoops Nation. Definitely. And, and I mean, I've said before, but I'll say it again at Aztec fans are super lucky to have, uh, I mean, to have a guy like you, because I, I mean, a while ago I thought about like trying to get deeper into the recruiting and like you said, it changes so fast. And I was like, I, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> this is, this is too much. So I know I'm really grateful to have you around and I know a lot of other people are too. Um, but yeah, man, Thank thanks for coming on. We'll have to, we'll yeah, have to do it again sometime. Definitely we'll have to do it again. Um, yeah, Mike, Aztec Hoops Nation. Look him up. Give him a follow if you haven't already. Um, this has been the Aztec Breakdown Podcast. That's uh, that's it See for now. Thanks. I'll catch you next time.